everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome back to God's Plan, Your Part. Today we are picking up in 2 Kings chapter 14 and 2 Chronicles chapter 25. So this is just again like a repeat story of the same events, uh, one in 2 Kings, one in 2 Chronicles. So we're talking about Amaziah, who would have been Joash's son, the king of Judah. So some pretty interesting like occurrences in these chapters of how Amaziah reigns, um, some of his, I guess, squabbles with Israel. <laughs> uh, so just like some, some pretty crazy stuff. What do you got, Ryan Zook? Um, probably my favorite line in both the readings happens in Second Chronicles 25.2. So this is describing Amaziah. I'll start in verse 1. Amaziah was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. And listen to this. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not with a whole heart. And as soon as the royal power was firmly his, he killed the servants who had struck down the king and his father. Um, just like, just like I think that, um, that prophecies from Zechariah was like pretty significant and it was just like how he said it. Yeah. I really like how the chronicler says this, like he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not with his whole heart. And actually I kind of thought that that was more in reference to the fact that he like killed off the people that Mm -mm. killed his dad, but it was more because he just again, like other kings before him, failed to take down the high places or failed to remove the high places that were in reverence to other gods. Those high places are really interesting. Yeah, I, wa- what does I that wanna even mean? I wanna I, I don't know a lot about them. Um, but they are a sticking point for so many people. And I wanna spend some time thinking about that just <laughs> in my own time. In my my mind it's like the high places. This is just like a hard place to get to. Like, well, is it just like an annoying thing to have to go and take down? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, what does that actually mean? I don't understand. The, the text says he would have taken care of the high place. It was just so far to walk. Uh, I wonder, I do not know this for sure, but you, you get the feeling over and over and over that these high places, like Solomon built some of them. Yeah. And really, we've only seen one king that actually tore them down, I think. I don't think so. There was one king who destroyed the high places. Really? Yeah, I forget who it was, but there was one king that did hmm. it. I believe it was Asa, maybe. Um, oh, don't hold me to that. But okay. what's interesting is that I wonder if it is something that is so prevalent in the culture and so um, built into what's going on, it's just very difficult to resist and very difficult to come against. So I do wonder. What's and this a is, present day example? This is just, well, I don't know. This is That's why I want to think about this for a long time. Because it's interesting that the Bible says, hey, he followed the Lord, like he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. But there there was like this little area where he just didn't do it. And they all have that in common. Mm -hmm. They all have that in common. They're either completely evil or they refuse to tear down the high places. So they're they're almost certainly, um, I mean, we do not have high places today, but we almost certainly have things like high places today. Um the 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 old school small church example is the piano that you can't move or the carpet <laughs> that you can't change. I'm not really even talking that stuff. I'm talking like the spiritual strongholds that exist today that we are not allowed to talk about, we are not allowed to confront. 
um, there are always things like this that are built into cultures. And there are always things like this that are built into church cultures. I've been in a couple different church cultures. I do know what the high places are in those church cultures. <laughs> and you're not allowed to bring them up. You're not allowed to confront them. You're certainly not allowed to tear them down. But it does keep you from serving the Lord with your whole heart. There's no question. Interesting. Dun, dun, dun. So anyway, we get into, I guess, what you could call the um, Judah-Israel yeah, there's an actual war. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds so crazy because they're like, this is God's people here, broken into two different nations, whatever you want to call them. Um, and they're fighting each other. It's so crazy. And it actually starts out with just like a really stupid letter. Um, I just don't even understand it. Uh, hold on. Where is it? In Second Kings, he sends a letter or something like a letter. Where is it, Ryan? I lost it. Well, it basically says, like, come out and fight me, right? Yeah, but it's, like, a dumb way. Um, there is... He just says send word, but it says, like, it's, it's like, all, like... So it's not necessarily a letter, but he sent word, and it's, like, this weird little, like, riddle. <laughs> a thistle on Lebanon oh. sent to a cedar on Lebanon saying, give your daughter to... My... Like, uh, what? That is somebody who's tiny said something to somebody who's big. It's that's what that is. So ridiculous. That is like, oh, like look at you, little thistle. I'm a cedar. Like get out of here. (laughs) Again, it sounds like a riddle. Like some from Alice in Wonderland. Some 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 uh, ancient Israeli trash talk. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, so you have this like, hey, come fight me because I'm better than you situation, and it's so unfortunate because King. Let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Jehoash. Yeah. There he is. Sorry. There's this, so many okay, names. So just to speak directly to this, this is this is confusing because Judah has a king, Joash. That is Amaziah's father. And he is known as Joash or Jehoash. But also... Wait, is, what? Yes. So also Israel has a king named Joash or Jehoash. Nuh-uh. You're not right. Yes. I am right. Nuh-uh. Okay. In the second year of Joash, the son of Jehoaz, king of Israel. Israel, not Judah. Right. Yes. Amaziah, the son of Joash. King of Judah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to leave that in. It's, oh, uh... <laughs> no, no. So this is just this is just a good illustration of what can be confusing. There is two Joashes. Uh, the, yes, they are that's also the only known two. as Jehoahash, and they are reigning at very similar times. <sighs> so at this point in the story, Joash is not the king of Judah. He is a different king of Israel, and he is at he's at war with Amaziah, who is also the son of Joash. <laughs> this is ridiculous. But what is important for you guys to see is that here. Um, Joash is leading an army of Israelites into Judah, and they actually destroy part of the wall around Jerusalem. So Jerusalem is being attacked and ransacked by the people of Israel. This is significant um, because usually when we see, I think, I think we've seen um, Egyptians ransack Israel, or sorry, uh, Jerusalem. We've seen, I think, some people from the north possibly ransack Jerusalem, and now it's the Israelites themselves. 
Yeah, that's bonkers. And so this is that slow, careful decay um, that is taking root. And I believe they actually raided the temple and took some of the sacred things out of the temple. They took some of the gold and silver for themselves. So you have people who should be obedient to the Lord stealing from the Lord. Almost like stealing from themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a dark place. Um, it reminds me of the dark place at the end of Judges when they almost accidentally destroy the entire tribe of Benjamin because of this giant civil war. Now there is another war. It's not technically a civil war because at this point they're two different kingdoms. Um, but if we are tracking how the Lord is faithful to his promises, there's no question he's faithful to his promise. And there's no question that people so often fail mm-hmm. and are so often terrible at doing what the Lord has asked them to do. So we end the chapter specifically in Second Chronicles 25. It goes into detail about how Amaziah is um, killed, but it talks about how it's super unfortunate. In verse 27, from the time when he turned away from the Lord, they made conspiracy against him in Jerusalem and he fled to Lachish. I believe that's what that is. But they sent after him to Lachish and they put him to death there. So it's like he turned away from the Lord. I'm not sure if it's like a a Lord sovereignty. He like sent them after him. I'm not sure what the deal is, but like it was only then that he was put to death. But what's crazy is that they brought him back and he was buried with his fathers in the city of David. So shame on him for turning away. I guess you're good enough to make it in with the Kings. (laughs) Uh, Just for extra credit at the end of second Kings 14. So this is second Kings 14 verse 25. Uh, it's talking about Jeroboam the second. Says he restored the border of Israel from Labo Hamath as far as the Sea of Arabah, according to the word of the Lord, the God of Israel, which he spoke by his servant Jonah the son of Amittai, the prophet who was from Gath Hefer. <laughs> um, so this is this is Jonah. This is Jonah. This is the yeah. guy that lives in the belly of the fish. Um, and this is this tiny little verse here. Um, is one of the issues with people who believe that Jonah is like a fairy tale or like a parable. Um, the author of Second Kings is quoting him as a real life prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, you know, if if this was in any other ancient text, we would see him as a real historical figure because, it's, right. but because it's in the Bible, we're not sure. Just <laughs> hilarious. Um, I don't believe that. Just to be clear, like I'm, I'm saying, like this shows that Jonah is real. Um, and it also shows, this is why we're going to read Jonah tomorrow. It helps us place Jonah chronologically, um, because the writer of second Kings is quoting that Jonah had been giving a prophecy in Israel. Um, the, the majority of what we know about Jonah is not prophecies in Israel. So this is a prophet, uh, prophecy in Israel saying that Jonah would, um, in Jonah's day, the border of Israel would increase to the north because they would find success. A lot of people believe this is why Jonah was a little bit of like a pro-Israel prophet. Like he maybe prophesied these things and the people were like, wow, he loves us. God does love us. And that may be what caused Jonah to be in a little bit of an awkward place when God tells him to go to Nineveh. Mm -hmm. So Jonah like enjoys prophesying in favor of Israel, but finds himself in a little bit of an awkward place prophesizing prophesying in favor of the Assyrians, which is kind of interesting. Just like fun background, which I'm so, sure we'll talk about some more mm-hmm. tomorrow uh, when we dig into Jonah, which is probably one of my favorite books to talk about. So so what's a your part for today? 
uh, your part is simple. Serve the Lord with your whole heart. Yep. I was just going to oh, say, man. I wonder if he's How... going there. And I think about this for myself. Like, guys, like, when, when, when we are reading over these chapters, I'm thinking about my own life just as much as I'm trying to be encouraging about application for your life. So, man, I really hope that when somebody writes about my life, which will be never, um, <laughs> I hope what is uh, what people are able to say about my my life is that I serve the Lord with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. And I have I have strengths and I have weaknesses. And there are days that I feel like I really did that. And there are days when I'm pretty sure I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really want to strive to serve the Lord with my whole heart. And it is a goofy place to be. And it's a difficult thing to figure out. And I hope that you guys are trying to figure that out. Just encourage you and and pray that you will. So we'll be back again tomorrow, digging into Jonah. So we'll be here then in case we get swallowed by a fish. See you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Second Kings chapter 14. In the second year of Joash, the son of Johaz, king of Israel, Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not like David his father. He did in all things as Joash his father had done, but the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and made offerings on the high places, and as soon as the royal power was firmly in his hand, he struck down his servants who had struck down the king, his father. But he did not put to death the children of the murderers, according to what is written in the book of the law of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Fathers shall not be put to death because of their children, nor shall children be put to death because of their fathers, but each one shall die for his own sin." He struck down ten thousand Edomites in the valley of Salt, and took Selah by storm and called it Jokthiel, which is its name to this day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, the son of Jehoaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. Then Jehoash, king of Israel, sent word to Amaziah, king of Judah, a thistle on Lebanon sent to a cedar on Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son for a wife. And a wild beast of Lebanon passed by and trampled down the thistle. You have indeed struck down Edom, and your heart has lifted you up. Be content with your glory and stay at home, for why should you provoke trouble so that you fall, you and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not listen. So Jehoash king of Israel went up, and he and Amaziah king of Judah faced one another in a battle at Beth Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his home. So Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Jehoash, son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and came to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem of four hundred cubits from Ephraim gate to the corner gate. And he seized all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house, also hostages, and he returned to Samaria." Now the rest of the acts of Jehoash that he did, and his might, and how he fought with Amaziah king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jehoash slept with his fathers, and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel, and Jeroboam his son reigned in his place. Amaziah the king of Joash, king of Judah, 
lived 15 years after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, king of Israel. Now the rest of the deeds of Amaziah, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent after him to Lachish and put him to death there. And they brought him on horses, and he was buried in Jerusalem with his fathers in the city of David. And all the people of Judah took Azariah, who was sixteen years old, and made him king of Israel instead of his father Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah after the king slept with his fathers. In the fifteenth year of Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, began to reign in Samaria, and he reigned forty-one years. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin. He restored the border of Israel from Labo Hamath as far as the Sea of the Arabah, according to the word of the Lord, the God of Israel, which he spoke by his servant Jonah, the son of Amati the prophet, who was from Gath-Hefer. For the Lord saw that the affliction of Israel was very bitter, for there was none left, bond or free, and there was none to help Israel. But the Lord had not said that he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, so he saved them from the hand of Jeroboam the son of Joash. Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam and all that he did and all his might, how he fought and how he restored Damascus and Hamath to Judah and Israel, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jeroboam slept with his fathers, the kings of Israel, and Zechariah his son reigned in his place. Second Chronicles chapter 25 Amaziah was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not with a whole heart. And as soon as the royal power was firmly his, he killed his servants who had struck down the king, his father. But he did not put their children to death, according to what is written in the law in the book of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Fathers shall not die because of their children, nor children die because of their fathers, but each one shall die for his own sin. Then Amaziah assembled the men of Judah and set them by their father's houses under commanders of thousands and of hundreds for all Judah and Benjamin. He mustered those twenty years old and upward and found that they were three hundred thousand choice men fit for war, able to handle spear and shield. He hired also one hundred thousand mighty men of valor from Israel for one hundred talents of silver. But a man of God came to him and said, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel, with all these Ephraimites. But go, act, be strong for battle. Why should you suppose that God will cast you down before the enemy? For God has power to help or to cast down. And Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do about the hundred talents that I have given to the army of Israel? The man of God answered, The Lord is able to give you much more than this. Then Amaziah discharged the army that had come to him from Ephraim to go home again. And they became very angry with Judah and returned home in fierce anger. But Amaziah took courage and led out his people and went to the Valley of Salt and struck down 10,000 men of Seir. The men of Judah captured another 10,000 alive and took them to the top of the rock and threw them down from the top of the rock and they were all dashed to pieces. But the men of the army whom Amaziah sent back, not letting them go out with him to battle, raided the cities of Judah from Samaria to Beth Haran and struck down 3,000 people in them and took much spoil. After Amaziah came from striking down the Edomites, he brought the gods of the men of Seir and set them up as his gods and worshipped them, making offerings to them. Therefore the Lord was angry with Amaziah and sent him to a prophet, who said to him, 
Why have you sought the gods of the people who did not deliver their own people from your hand? But he was, as he was speaking, the king said to him, Have we made you a royal counselor? Stop! Why should you be struck down? So the prophet stopped, but he said, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not listened to my counsel. Then Amaziah king of Judah took counsel and sent to Joash the son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look at one another in the face. And Joash the king of Israel sent word to Amaziah king of Judah, a thistle on Lebanon sent to a cedar on Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son for a wife. And a wild beast of Lebanon passed by and trampled down the thistle. You say, See, I have struck down Edom, and your heart has lifted you up in boastfulness. But now stay home. Why should you provoke trouble so that you fall, you and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not listen, for it was of God, in order that he might give them into the hand of their enemies, because they had sought the gods of Edom. So Joash king of Israel went up, and he and Amaziah king of Judah faced one another in battle at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his home. And Joash king of Israel captured Amaziah king of Judah, the son of Joash, son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and brought him to Jerusalem, and broke down the wall of Jerusalem for four hundred cubits from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. And he seized all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of God in the care of Obed-Edom. He seized also the treasuries of the king's house, also hostages, and he returned to Samaria. Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived fifteen years after the death of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. Now the rest of the deeds of Amaziah, from first to last, are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel? From the time when he turned away from the Lord, they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent after him to Lachish and put him to death there, and they brought him upon horses, and he was buried with his fathers in the city of David. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.